Welcome back. So this will be part three of our probability notes. Let's dive right in. I'm going to read this for starters. It says two events E and F are independent. If the occurrence of event E in a probability experiment does not affect the probability of event F. So, you know, the probability that I have a cavity when I go to the dentist does not affect the probability that you have a cavity when you go to the dentist. Um, we are independent events. Uh, we're not living in the same house or, you know, brother and sister or something like that. <laughs> so we are independent events. Um, two events are dependent if the occurrence of event E in a probability experiment affects the probability of F. So, um, you know, breast cancer awareness, right? So if your your sister and your mother had had a breast cancer, does that affect the probability that you might have it, right? So those would be de dependent events. Um, so let's just start off fairly simple here. Suppose two 40 year old women who live in the U.S. are randomly randomly selected. Is the probability that one one woman survives the year and then woman number two survives the year, the two women, is it independent? Uh, the event. I mean. They're not questioning that. They're saying it is independent. The events that the first woman and the second woman survived the year are considered independent unless they are both, you know, then unless we know something else about it, right? So if they're both from the same uh, uh, area where maybe something's wrong with the drinking water, like what happened in, in Flint, Michigan, which is a sad story, but which happens all over the place. Um, but so, yeah, but assuming they're from two totally different randomly selected locations, um, yes, we would assume that those probabilities are uh, independent, right? So we just want to get comfortable with, are we dealing with independent events or is there some sort of a dependency relation? Um, if we are dealing with independent events, then we can use the, what's called the multiplication rule for independent events to find the, so a easy one, coin toss. Each time I flip that coin, I got a 50-50 shot of getting heads, right? So if I flip a coin twice, what's the probability I get heads followed by heads? 0.5 times 0.5, which is 0.25, right? 25%. So that's, the, that's a classic example of the multiplication rule for independent events. So um, if you know that you have a two events that are independent, Remember, we can write this symbolically, probability of E and F symbolically with that intersection symbol. So remember, that can be read as and, that symbol. It can be read as the word both. You know, it can be, it can be read as intersection as well. Um, let's try a problem. The probability that a randomly selected female, age 60, will survive the year is a little over 99%, according to the NVSR report. What is the National Vitality Statistics report? What is the probability that two randomly selected 60-year-old females will survive the year? And you can imagine it's someone's grim job to do, to look at mortality tables, someone that works for life insurance, an actuary, right? I couldn't do that. I don't have the heart for it, but <laughs> I guess someone's got to do it. Um, the survival of the first female is independent of the survival of the second female. So to find the probability that both, okay, so uh, that both survive, so I'm gonna write that here. They wrote it here. So the probability that both survive then, we're gonna go ahead and use that multiplication rule 
for independent events. So we're going to take 0 0.99186 times 0.99186, which I have that here. And when we multiply that out, we should get about a 98% chance. And so if you think about it, the probability that both survive should be less than the probability that one survives intuitively, right? So notice this number is less than 99%. Um, and then if you said, okay, well, what about three women, four women? It, independent events, right? So you're going to see that prob the probability that all four survive, all 10 survive, all 100 survive, those probabilities are going to come down, right? Um, let's try another one. The probability that a randomly selected female age 60 will survive the year is, you know, a little over 99%. So what is the probability that four, and now, so that's why I say, let's up the question a little bit. Now, what's the probability that four randomly selected 60-year-old females will survive the year? So I'm going to write that in words. So the probability that all four survive, still the multiplication rule for independent events. I'm just going to extend that out. Person one, person two, person three, person four, right? So we will have the take 0.99186 times 0.99186 again and again. Now you can type that all out in your calculator. I just want to do this with you. Let me write this down. Or you could say, oh, well, that's 0.99186 to the fourth power. This is the answer here. Um, trust but verify. So let's give that a shot. I'll bring up my calculator. So 0.99186, um, up caret, raised to the fourth power, 0.9678, and voila, we got it. So yeah, so that multiplication rule for independent events, you know, there we have a four people and we followed suit with that rule, assuming they were independent of one another. Um, let's keep going here a little bit. Computing at least probabilities um, is really an offshoot of the complement rule. So we know from earlier that the probability that event A happens is one minus the probability that event A does not happen, A complement, right? So we're gonna actually kind of use this in, in this problem. Um, the probability that a randomly selected female survives the year, age 60 years old is this. What is the probability that at least one, okay, language there, at least one of 500 randomly selected uh, females um, will die during the course of the year. Well, I'm going to help you translate that. Okay. The probability that at least one dies is well, the probability of at least one. What's the opposite of at least one? None, right? So at least one in math means one or two or three or four or beyond. But what's the opposite of that? None. Okay. So we can use the complement rule to calculate this. So we could take one minus the probability that, so instead of directly calculating the probability that at least one dies, you take the opposite, which is none die, and you do one minus. So one minus the probability that none die. But now you got to zoom in on that. How do you get the probability that none of them die? So I'm going to mental map that out. Well, How many of them are there? Well, now there's 500, right? 
So I'm just going to say it in words here. Didn't die, didn't die, didn't die, didn't die, didn't die. But how, oh, I got to take that out 500 times. Well, you know, it's to the 500th power, right? So let's kind of go off on the side here. If the probability that a person of that age doesn't survive the year or dies is um, 0.99186, then the probability that um, that that person didn't die or doesn't die is a one minus 0.99186. But we want all 500 people, um, you know, so we want all, none die means all, we're looking at that all 500 people lived. So I'm just going to put that in words. None die. So that means this one lives, this one lives, this one lives. Da -da -da -da. There's 500 of them, right? So the chance that they live means the chance they survive the year. Okay. So that's 0.99186 out 500 times, right? So not times by 500, but raised to the 500th power. So 0.99186 raised to the 500th power, but then we want one minus that. We want to complement that. So we're taking the chance, and so I'm going to put that over here. One minus the probability that, um, that none die translates, none die translates to all survive. And, you know, we have to type that out. We didn't do that yet. We will. And that's where that, that decimal is going to come from. So let's go ahead and take the point 99186 to the 500th power. So 0.99186 to the 500th power. And that's where we're getting that 0 0.0168, depending where you're rounding. So this will come to be 0 0.0186. Okay. And if I take one minus that, I'll do that with you. One minus second answer. That's where I'm getting like roughly 98%, 0 0.9832. Okay, so you just have to be really careful in the translating with these. So again, it says when it says at least one, I want to make a general rule here. The probability of at least one success and success might be something bad, right? Like a success in quick, maybe having a disease or a defective tire. But the probability of at least one success is always one minus the probability of none, no successes. So look out for the word um, at least one, like at least one hurricane hits the target, at least one child gets the disease, at least here it's at least one person dies. Um, so when they say the probability that at least one dies, then I take a one minus the probability that none die, complement rule. And the probability that none die is basically 0.99186 to the 500th power because we have 500 individuals. So just be on the lookout for those at least prob probabilities. Um, that's an offshoot of the complement rule. You're going to have to use one minus um, the opposite of what you're directly trying to calculate. So the and again the the opposite of at least one dying is none of them dying. So that's how we utilize that rule. Okay, um, and then just a quick summary of some of the things that we've covered thus far in our probability notes. 
Um, the probability of any event is somewhere in between zero and one. Zero meaning it's not going to happen. One meaning 100% certainty it will happen. The sum of all the probabilities in the sample space, the sum of all the outcomes in the sample space must be equal to one. Sometimes we, we denote that P of S has to equal one. Or we denote with a union symbol sometimes. So the probability of E union F, E or F, is the probability of E plus the probability of F, so long as the events are mutually exclusive. If the events are not mutually exclusive or not disjoint, remember to subtract out the intersection, the overlap. So this symbolically is the probability of E or F can be the probability of E plus the probability of F minus the intersection. Um, so you have to, you know, whenever you're doing a union or an or problem, you have to decipher whether the, those are mutually exclusive events or not. Um, we looked at the complement rule here. My When I changed to uh, from PDF, it made that a little funky, so I rewrote it here. It's basically um, the probability of event E complement is equal to one minus the probability of event E. Um, the probability of something not happening is equal to the probability is equal to one minus the probability it does. That's how that translates. Um, the probability of E and F, remember that can be read as both E and F happening, is the, the multiplication rule. You multiply the probabilities, but they have to be independent events, like a coin toss, like a foul shot. The probability that I make both of my foul shots. Um, if my foul shot average is 0.3, that's a 0.3 times 0.3 um, multiplication rule. So that's a quick um, synopsis of some of the, the rules that we've done. I would add to that, the complement rule is there, but I would kind of add a sixth one there with like the at least. So the probability of at least one success is always and forever equal to one minus the probability of none no successes. So sometimes it's, sometimes you have to do the, you have to calculate the opposite of what you want because it's easier and take one and complement it one minus um, to, to get the probability of at least one success. Um, and then, you know, just kind of thinking forward, there's going to be another video. I don't want this one to be too long uh, for the part four conditional probability. So I'll kind of hold it right there for today and best of luck.